Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. This is edition number 155 of season eight. As we continue looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith, we're in chapter 28. Today we'll take up paragraph number two. Let's pray together. Our God in heaven, as we come once again to your word, when we come to sit at the feet of our Savior, uh, to be instructed and to learn from him, from your word, from your spirit who penned these things, we pray that you would give us grace and guidance now, that we would understand this most important sacrament, and that you would um, use it to, to strengthen our walk with you. May you be gracious to us, we ask for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, on the Friday edition, we began looking at chapter 28 on the, the sacrament of baptism, a sacrament of the New Testament that was ordained by Jesus Christ for the solemn admission of the party baptized into the visible church. We begin to now look at some particulars related to the sacrament of baptism. Paragraph number two states, the outward element to be used in this sacrament is water, wherewith the party is to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost by a minister of the gospel, lawfully called thereunto. Now, there are two primary issues here in this paragraph that we're going to uh, consider. Let's just work backwards in a matter that we've already talked about, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I have uh, given my opinions as to uh, my understanding of these matters, but when it comes to the question of baptism, that is, of course, a lawful baptism, um, there are two issues that are presented here in this paragraph. First, there is the issue that has to do with a minister of the gospel lawfully called thereunto. Now, as my um, studied opinion that the baptism of the Roman Catholic Church is not a legitimate baptism, regardless of the fact that they use the Trinitarian formula, as stated here in this paragraph. And the reason I say that, as I said before, is because that uh, individual is not a minister of the gospel. It is quite clear from the canons, uh, the, uh, the Council of Trent and further councils, Vatican I and Vatican II, that they deny the doctrine of justification by faith alone, and as such they have anathematized the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as such, then, therefore, a priest of Rome cannot be a minister of the gospel as handed down by Christ and the apostles and the faith once delivered to the saints. Therefore, this baptism that they extend to an infant or others is not, in fact, a Christian baptism. Now, I recognize that in the history of the church, this has been disputed and has been debated, and that is all fine and great and wonderful. I'm simply giving you my view. You wrestle with it and you come up with your own. Um, but this is mine rooted in extensive uh, reading, understanding of these things. But what we do note, and that which nobody should disagree with, is that the outward element to be used in this sacrament is in fact water. We don't use anything else. We don't use orange juice, Coke, Pepsi. We don't use grape juice. We, we use water. Uh, and that is, of course, given to us by divine example. Uh, we find, of course, in Acts chapter uh, 10 and verse uh, 47. Acts chapter 10, the early church in verse 47. 
Uh, there uh, we read, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And then backing up a couple chapters, Acts chapter 8 and verses 36 and 38. This is the event, the events surrounding Philip in the, Ethiopi, the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, verse 36. Uh, and as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So just based on these two examples, uh, we understand that the outward element to be used is water. Now, water is a purifying um, element. It is uh, it, it, because of its symbolism of being clean and pure, uh, undefiled by other contaminants. Um, it is used so as a, as a good symbol and um, of that which baptism itself represents, which we have already noted from paragraph number one. And so very simply, this paragraph, it's not, all, uh, it's not altogether complicated. Again, I think we can all agree that water is the outward element to be used in the sacrament. What we probably don't agree on, at least not universally agree, as to what constitutes a Christian baptism. And again, you're going to have to wrestle with those matters um, under the lens of God's Word. But in so far as I understand things and the way I have read and studied these matters, I am convinced, as I've already stated, that it must be done, it must be performed by a minister of the gospel who is lawfully called uh, thereunto. So two important elements, two important things, one without much dispute, I think, and the other one with a lot of dispute, but they're given to us here in the second paragraph to guide us as we seek to perform what is indeed a sacrament of the New Testament. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we consider paragraph number three, and again, uh, another controversial discussion surrounding the sacrament of baptism, may the Lord help you today. May you walk according to his ways. God bless.